All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely, the half hour each uh, Sunday. You get a chance to talk to our expert, Walt Sakira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. He's a wealth advisor, and he's worked with private wealth management for more than 30 years. He knows about the market, and of course, his group invests their clients' money in individually-owned portfolios of individually-owned stocks. If you have any questions about how AKW Group makes money for its clients or how the stock market is going for you, or questions about stocks, give us a call this half hour. Dr. Walt Sakira, 330-673-1234, and on W1R.com, 800 6694 100. Well, Walt, I think the word to describe the market last week, I guess, could be uh, jittery. What did you see happen last week? That's for sure, Bob. Inflation jitters uh, sent the market lower. And then uh, what we saw at the end of the week is investors, as they have done, bought the dip. Um, So, you know, if you look at the week, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was off about 395 points. We closed at 34,382. Uh, that's a drop of 1.1% for the week, and year-to-date we're at 12.3%. Uh, the S&P 500 was off 1.4% for the week, dropped about 58 points. And year-to-date, the S&P 500 index sits at 11.1%. Uh, the NASDAQ, uh, you know, the jitters were even a little bit higher there, fell about 322 points, or about 2.3% drop last week. And year-to-date, we're at 4.2% on the NASDAQ. And those small and mid-cap stocks uh, that we talked about, uh, you know, uh, they wrestled 2,000. We're off about 47 points, down about 2.1% for the week. And at the year, we're sitting at 12.6%. Uh, so, you know, what you see, Bob, I think is, you know, the market is jittery. And uh, it's very concerned about, you know, coming uh, out of this uh, pandemic, uh, the, the talk, the narrative about an improving economy and the opening of the economy uh, is a good one still, and, and there's some signs of that. But I think also uh, the government spending, uh, the, the programs that they're laying forth, uh, the impacts of, of inflation, and um, obviously tax concerns, rising taxes uh, have all had an impact. and. Uh, you have investors a little bit, uh, you know, not knowing what to do uh, as we sit here in the middle of May. Now, the concerns, as we said, the top one seems to be the I-word, inflation. A quote from Milton Friedman, he said, inflation is taxation without representation. Uh, our current chairman of the Fed, Jerome Powell, he has said that, well, hey, don't worry about this. Don't worry, be happy. These uh, inflation numbers are transitory. 
uh, much like life, which means it's apparently temporary. So what insights do you have, Walt, about the I-word inflation this week? Well, you know, Bob, we, we see it, you know, and, and I think you you got to almost pretend that you don't see it not to see it. I, I, everywhere you go as a consumer, right now you're seeing the impacts of rising prices. Uh, you know, you go to the gas pump, we're approaching $3 a gallon. Uh, you know, we go back to last year, we were under $2 a gallon. If you go to the grocery store, if you, uh, you know, go to Lowe's or Home Depot or anywhere, you, you, see, you see prices. And, um, you know, I see it even more because, again, looking at capital markets and, and looking at all these uh, earnings reports that companies are talking about, I mean, I, I just wrote down some here, Bob. You know, I just, oil prices are up nearly 250% from last January. Copper prices are up 85%. Um, you know, we, we look at... The impact of uh, lift, you know, just hiring people. I, everybody from Chipotle to Sheets, to, you know, you see signs all over the place. People are looking for workers. You have to pay more to get the workers in the door. Um, you know, comments from General Mills uh, CEO Jeff Harnberg said, you know, uh, they they have to increase prices, you know, to serve um, Hormel, the maker of Spam, you know, and, and the comments from their CEO Jeff Snee. Uh, says, you know, obviously they, they have to follow the inflationary factors and, you know, they feel competent in their ability to raise prices. Uh, Reynolds Wrap, you know, the maker of, uh, of the aluminum foil said, you know, their first round of price increases uh, went into effect as planned. They see a second round and a third round uh, this year. Uh, Procter & Gamble, you know, the makers of Gillette and uh, other you know brands that we know talk about price increase. Whirlpool, you know, talking about increases. Kimberly Clark, you know, all the paper products increases. So, you know, I, I just keep seeing you know the the reality that prices are going up, and it's something we definitely have to pay attention to because if Jerome Powell and the and the Federal you know Reserve job Board uh, leaders are not correct, and this isn't transitory, that could have a real impact uh, on investments as we go through the balance of the year. So, again, why is inflation bad, and what should investors do in uh, changing their portfolios to possibly uh, work with this? Well, Bob, you know, inflation's bad because it just it creates uncertainty. Um, it could lower investments. Uh, it obviously, we see the impacts. You know, businesses have to raise prices to, uh, you know, to keep up with costs that they're experiencing, to, you know, to keep profitability, to be able to pay their employees, and you know, it all has an impact through the, the system, you know, as, as we as consumers have less money to spend. When we see our dollars going far, you know, not as far as they used to go, uh, that, that starts to impact confidence and it starts to slow the economy down. And, you know, unfortunately, with all the Fed, you know, fiscal and monetary support that we've received, there's not a lot of tools left, um, you know, to battle this. So you, so you just wonder... You know what that all means. Uh, again, I'm not start sounding the alarm bells that we need to panic here, but uh, you know I think we need to be you know pay attention to the data and make sure we understand what's going on and start to make some changes in our portfolios. Um, I think, Bob, you know we've we've taken a little bit of profit uh, in some of our portfolios. We've we built a little bit of cash uh, to take advantage of maybe a potential sell-off on some of these higher prices that we see in some of the stocks that we're following. Um, I think you also have to start to think about where, uh, you know, the opportunities lie. Uh, you know, I think you look back at maybe some energy stocks now, oil stocks, um, 
I think you have to think about things that aren't correlated directly with the stock market and, um, you know, areas that will continue to do well with the, the rising uh, prices, uh, materials, um, you know, steel, iron ore, uh, copper, you know, these kinds of investments might make some sense, companies that mine and, and, and do these kinds of uh uh, you know, products into the economy. So uh, just a little bit of adjustment, but again, paying attention to uh, where we're at and where we need to go. And it can't be a surprise because a lot of folks were anticipating an inflation when the when the, when the pandemic started to ease because everything, for the bottom flowed everything so quickly. And uh, luckily, as we look around, it seems that the pandemic is, is getting better. They're lifting the mask orders. People are getting vaccinated. But it was pretty much anticipated that once that happened, you'd have this tremendous a flood of demand for things that people weren't doing or weren't buying when they were worried about getting sick. So it's not like this should be a, like a surprise, like, oh, oh, we didn't expect this. No, not at all, Bob. I think the, the surprise has been maybe the disruption to the supply chains and, and the impacts of, of, you know, the companies that are struggling out there to meet the demand. But uh, you're right. It's, it's not a surprise. Uh, we just got to pay attention to the data. You know, like I said, Jerome Powell has been very... Uh, transparent. He said these numbers are going to be high. They, the first one is high that we see here, and we'll just have to pay attention to see if that trend uh, continues through the year or starts to subside um, as the economy continues to reopen. So let's uh, once more talk about the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, its continuing impact on the world. Of course, here in the United States, things things seem to be getting better. Uh, United Kingdom, Great Britain, uh, they say things are going very well there. A big vaccination program. They're going to start lifting a lot of their of their uh, strictures very soon. Uh, not so good in Canada. For some reason, they're way behind on vaccinations and, and not doing so well. And, of course, we know in other third-world countries like India and, uh, and Asia, things are actually accelerating just a bit. But in the main, though... Uh, what can we learn from this pandemic? A big picture lesson that could be learned about not only our lives, but about our savings and how we uh, anticipate such things if we even can. Well, Bob, I think the biggest lesson that you know I've gotten out of this, and and I you know continue to see, is that life's short, and um, you know you have to save and plan, but you also have to enjoy your your investments and your money and you know have experiences and and do the things that you need to do in life. I mean, there's a lot of people that lost their lives. I mean, I remember the first two or day, three days before COVID shutdowns began, and I listened to a podcast by, on Joe Rogan by Mike Osterholm, who, you know, at that point said four to 500,000 people may die, and, and we've seen the numbers much more higher than that. And, you know, for the first time ever, we're going to see the life expectancy drop. Um, you know, since World War II, it's not been this big of a drop. I mean, life expectancy had been increasing uh, with, a lot of things, and because we lost so many older people, uh, we're going to see a drop of almost a year, and in the expected life, you know, life expectancy as we look at those mortality tables. So, I, I think you know, you, as advisors, we're always telling people to invest and save, and you know, think long term. But you also have to make sure that you're enjoying your money and you're using it, and you're you know, you're not uh, letting life kind of slip away. We're talking to Walt Sukara, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. If you have any questions about the stock market, about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money, give us a call at 330-673-1234 and on WNR.com, toll-free, 800-669-4100. Walt, let's talk about the cryptocurrency craze. Cryptocurrency. I am lost in this. I have no idea what they're talking about. Can you kind of explain in simple terms what cryptocurrency is? 
Yeah, Bob, I, I can. Cryptocurrency is a digital form of money. Um, you know, unlike traditional currency, it's not created or managed or backed by governments. Um, you know, these cryptos are, are commonly referred to as decentralized money. Uh, Bitcoin was the first one. It debuted back in 2009. And, um, you know, it, it, it's an alternative. It's an alternative to a monetary system. But, again, there there's a lot of uh, pros and cons and risk, and, 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 you know, people need to really understand what they're getting involved with here. So, I mean, even more basic than that, it has no physical uh, manifestation. There are no no bills. There's no Federal Reserve notes. There's no coins. It's strictly on the cloud somewhere. It is. Yeah, they have no physical form. Uh, every transaction is recorded via a private uh, encrypted database called blockchains. Uh, this compl- It's complex. Wow. I mean, the system uh, processes, it, it, it does eliminate some of the common problems that we have with currencies. But, um, uh, you know, at the same time, this is something that is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not as understood. And there, like I said, there, there are a lot of risks as well. So what are the pros, then, of cryptocurrency? Well, I said, you know, Bob, like I said, there's no physical form. Uh, every transaction is recorded on this uh, encrypted database. Uh, you know, the idea is is that it, it allows for people to uh, have an alternative method of payment. And, um, you know, again, we, there's a lot of acceptance uh, of payment of cryptos now. We, we see cryptocurrency being accepted for payment of all types of items. And uh, we've also seen some companies like Tesla that came out and said they were going to accept cryptocurrency as payment. They, they recently changed that. Um, but again, it, it, it's an alternative method that uh, gives people a way to pay for, for things in, in you know, economies and uh, various parts of the world. So what about the cons of cryptocurrency? I think one of the, the major concerns is you have no government backing here. You know, there's a lot of potential negatives. Uh, theft uh, can definitely happen. Uh, you know, there's not really a lot of recourse for people that, you know, have these assets stolen uh, because they are out there on a, a decentralized uh, network. And um, I've even heard that, you know, the encrypted, uh, the security, like, think how many times you lose your password, Bob. If you mm-hmm. lose your little encryption password to, to claim your cryptos, they're gone, and, and yeah. there's nobody to help you recover that. So uh, there are a lot of risks out there, and uh, if you actually, you know, have cryptocurrency, uh, so, you know, again, be careful if, if you're looking at this. What about cryptocurrency as an investment? You know, but we we haven't gone there. You know, a lot of people are, are investing, and, you know, I'm, I'm advising our clients, you know, we tend to stay with things that are rooted in fundamentals. Uh, we like to examine companies' financial statements and uh, understand something about the, you know, the revenues and the earnings. Uh, cryptocurrencies have no underlying asset. You know, they're not backed by any institution or government. Uh, so, you know, for us, they're they're not right for our customers uh, that we invest money for. Um, and you have to remember that their value is really strictly on trading value. Uh, so, you know, I see a lot of people out there talking about them. And, you know, I, I even some friends of mine, I see Facebook posts going on, you know, get into these different cryptos. But, uh you know, for me, it's a little bit of a, a scary proposition. Uh, it's not the type of risk that I'd want to take at this point. Now, all this is part, of course, of all the information we can do and glean about the markets, about investments. It's all over there on the Internet. Uh, has been on television. Uh, again, the media can really get into this. You get a lot of stuff out there that you can uh, almost overload yourself with information. But you have a list of 10 things that investors should not care about. So I'd like to hear what that list is. 
<laughs> sure, Bob. Uh, first of all, don't care about what other people are doing. I think that goes right back to what we were just talking about. You know, we we hear about other people getting rich. We we hear about our friends and other people telling us about what they did and the money they made. Don't pay attention to that. Um, you know, what you paid for an investment is is really not important. You know, you got to think about where it's headed again. You can't get caught up in the, in the short-term movements of the investment. Uh, the amount of time you put into an investment, um, you know, at some point the market doesn't care, you know, how much time you look at it. You have to do your homework afterwards. You have to pay attention. I'm more of a process guy. Um, you know, I don't overthink things. I have a good process. I have rules of thumb. I have methodology uh, in how I invest. So, again, some people just keep staring at things and overthinking them. Uh, that's not going to help. Uh, one-year performance numbers don't matter. Uh, again, those are short-term. You know, anything shorter than a year, it doesn't matter. I hear people say I was up 40% last month. Uh, that that doesn't matter. You know, you got to have longer-term plans. A lot of times, your IQ don't care. You know, your it's it's more emotions than it is an in intelligence. Um, you know, I think if uh, you you got to really kind of balance both. And some people. Uh, that are really smart or really bad investors. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's no correlations between intelligence and being uh, good at investing. Uh, advice from billionaires or experts or talking heads, you know. I, you know, again, it's, it's nice to hear thoughts. I mean, people always, I, I hear people, my friends, tell me, well, Mark Cuban said this. Well, you know, Mark Cuban lives in a different world. He's a different guy. He has a different level of risk that he can take. Uh, what Mark Cuban says may or may not apply to your situation. So, again, don't get caught up in these uh, advice from billionaires. Um, you know, how much money you would have made if you put in something doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I shouldn't pay attention to that. Um, timing uh, the market perfectly is something you shouldn't care about. Um, you know, producing excess returns in your portfolio is something you, you shouldn't care about. The most successful investors, Bob, that I work with have a long-term plan. Uh, they're realistic, they have common sense, and, you know, again, we, we talk about that independence of thought. So a lot of things that uh, people care about that they shouldn't care about, and I think it's balancing those things out. Let's shift over now to Stock Talk with Walt Secure, the AKW Group here in Akron, the time of the show when he can uh, answer your questions directly about particular stocks or investments that you might have or be interested in or want to get his uh, opinion on. 330-673-1234. Give us a call right now and on, online, toll-free at 800-669-4100 via WNR.com. Let's get to the phone right now. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes. As far as the uh, bank stock goes, has Alphabet and Facebook outpaced the other three? And would uh, Alphabet be a good stock to buy and hold? Yeah, I think uh, it's a great question. I, I think, uh, you know, when you look at the FANG stocks, you, you definitely see a lot of financial power. Um, I think, uh, you know, again, all of those have good revenue growth, good earnings growth, uh, looking at the long term. Um, I think most of them, you know, are still pretty pretty solid investments here. Uh, again, a lot a little bit pricey. Um, some of them have got to new highs. So if you're thinking about them for the next, again, six months or uh, six weeks, I mean, maybe not be the best investments. But I think when you think out six years, seven years, a lot of these are going to be very strong stocks uh, into the future. So that would be a good stock for the to buy and hold, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I don't know if you can buy and hold any stock today. I think you got to pay attention. But 
Um, I think those are good longer-term stocks that, uh, you know, you can at least approach them with that kind of philosophy. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Walt. Sure. Okay, thanks for calling. 330-673-1234 to talk to Walt Secura of the AKW Group on Stock Talk. Uh, look at the stocks. Last week, Disney. The core equity stock in your core equity portfolio reported their earnings last week. So tell us about Disney and their outlook for, for the future. Yeah, Bob, I mean, they had a, an earnings report that was, you know, pretty good as far as profit, profits go. But, you know, they struggled a little bit on revenue. Revenue was off about 13%. A lot of this goes back to their parks, the cruise lines, the experiences within the parks. Um, no real surprise. They did have a little slowdown, um, you know, in their uh, Disney Plus which, again, these companies are a victim of their own success. They did so well through the pandemic. They grew this business so quickly. Um, they, you know, they showed a little lighter result, and you know, the stock sold off a little bit last week. But, again, still a pretty good, I think, uh, recovery stock uh, as we look out over the balance of this year and going into 2022. Let's take another call now on WNIR. You're on with Walt Secura. Go ahead. Morning, Walt. Great show. You covered a lot of uh, interesting information in a short amount of time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, I was uh, on electric cars. I uh, drove back from Maine. It took me uh, 17 hours and uh, two two Phillips and uh, straight took me, uh, it was 994 miles. And I was thinking about all the way about electric cars that I don't think that would work for me uh, until they get that range to a thousand. But, uh, uh, I do think if you had two cars, one for going on vacation and one for local, it'd be a, a good a good thing. But uh, my question is about Uber. Uh, there's an analyst always pounding the table uh, all the time. He's from Brooklyn, and he's real uh, boisterous and uh, real smart. And uh, he, he always picks some good stuff. Uber uh, dropped significantly uh, last week. Is that something that you guys follow? It is. It is. Yeah, I follow Uber. I followed it from the IPO. Um, I haven't got into Uber, but uh, I look at it constantly. And, yeah, you know, a lot of these, uh, they come off the IPO, and then they, you know, they go through various cycles. And, and for me, Ken, I like to see them, uh, you know, as they, as they kind of grow the revenue stream and as they kind of turn profitability you know, Uber hasn't turned profitable yet. You know, I mean, if you if you look at their earnings, they're still, uh, you know, running in a negative, a deficit. They, they you know, hopefully they'll turn a, a profit uh, as the economy opens back up. But, yeah, I mean, if you were going to buy Uber, I think if it's, a, you know, something you're interested in, I think at the $47 price target here, you know, pr- price range, this isn't a bad entry point. I mean, the stock was up as high as, I think, 64 uh, so again, this is a, a stock that probably has some long-term potential to it. Uh huh. You Bob mentioned uh, Milton Friedman uh, and his opening, and I used to watch Louis Rukeyser and Milton Friedman, and uh, they uh, th- that 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 was forty years ago, and uh, they uh, I listened to his information about uh, inflation, and it it guided me on a lot of things from that point on. Uh, he was a real smart fellow. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that Wall Street Week. I remember that show myself, Ken. I watched uh, quite a few episodes of Wall Street Week with Lewis. So, yeah, good I show. went out and bought a farm right after that show. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> the best thing I ever did. 
He, there was, you go. he was really smart. Okay, thank you. Have thank you for week. calling. Uh, uh, now, he brought up electric cars, but Tesla, now their shares dropped over 12% last mm-hmm. week because of a, a sales drop in China, now under $600 a share. Does this uh, make uh, uh, Tesla a, a buying opportunity? It's back under 600 Bob. I mean, uh, you know, Tesla did show weakness in China. Uh, they're down about 27% uh, in volume. Uh, only sold about uh, 25,845 cars. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think as, as the stock drops, if you're interested in Tesla as a long-term uh, investor, you know, the stock was up over nine, or, you know, pr- approaching the $900 level. So, you know, when you're back at 574 range, I mean, not a bad place to look at, uh, to look at uh, Tesla. And just a quick note from me personally, if you're interested in these electric cars, uh, the current issue of Motor Trend magazine is all devoted to electric cars, great explanations about the technical way they work, all the different kinds of uh, motors they have, some great uh, comparisons between electric and a gasoline-powered similar cars, and some good articles about about the electric car itself. So if you want to find out more, I would just recommend get a copy of that current issue of Motor Trend magazine to learn about electric cars. A couple more stocks in your small mid-cap portfolio, Callaway Golf and Yeti reported their results last week, too. What did you see from them? Uh, good results, Bob. Two companies we're glad we, we bought in that small cap portfolio. Tesla, uh, Callaway has incorporated Top Golf, the acquisition of Top Golf. They surprised on revenues and earnings, and the stock is uh, moving up nicely. And uh, Yeti had some really impressive results. I mean, again, these are the uh, makers of the high end outdoor products. Um, you know, if you need a $500 cooler, that's your Yeti cooler. Um, I broke down about one last year. A lot of people were buying them. Uh, you know, so, again, uh, strong revenue and earnings growth with uh, Yeti as well. So Callaway and Yeti, two stocks we really like in that small mid-cap portfolio. And a reminder, too, as always, AKW Group has been affiliated now with the Robert W. Baird Company. You maybe see some of their advertisements on, on national television that have come out recently. They provide, of course, private wealth management, asset management, all kinds of advice on tax planning and, and retirement planning. And in lieu of that, we're going to tell you about something coming up at, at the AKW Group here at Akron. Walt, you talked about last week finalizing some retirement planning classes to be offered later on in the late summer and early fall. Tell us more about how that's uh, developing. Well, Bob, we mentioned it last week, and we did have a couple people call in and get their name on our uh, list for the fall. So I, I anticipate these classes will fill up pretty quickly when we, we get them scheduled and get the locations hammered down. But, uh, yeah, there'll be two different classes. There'll be a retirement planning today class, which will be for pre-retirees. Um, anyone probably from 50 up till the point that, you know, they haven't retired, uh, covering things like uh, retirement needs and expenses, roadblocks, mistakes, uh, you know, how you kind of deal with Social Security and uh, uh, Medicaid and income sources, distributions, investments, a lot of different topics that we'll cover in that class. And then I will also have a rejuvenate your retirement class for people that are in retirement. This would be anybody, you know, typically 65 and older that, you know, just wants to kind of make sure they're doing everything they can, that they're taking care, you know, taking advantage of of, uh, of the right tools. We'll we'll talk about concerns, you know, if if the money will last, Um, you know, talk talk about health care planning, estate planning, long-term care, a lot of those types of issues that, uh, you know, and, and maybe even legacy type planning. Uh, so it's uh, two different classes, and again, we're going to get those uh, hammered down. We're we're working to finalize some things up right now, and 
you know, if anybody wants to call in and, and put their name on a list, we, we uh, you definitely do so. A- Abby Talbot uh, here in the office uh, is uh, taking those phone calls, and, and that will help us, too, as people call in as we're thinking about locations on where to have these. Um, you know, we're getting some feedback, so it might help us pick some better locations to make sure we're more available for the listeners that want to come to these classes. If you're interested in these retirement planning and advice classes that have come up later on this summer and this fall from the AKW Group and Walt Secure and his team, give the office a call here in Fairlawn, 234-466-7476. That's their local number, 234-466-7476. And ask about the retirement planning classes to get your name on the list, and they'll let you know as things go on exactly when and where they're going to be for the rest of us who might want to be uh, in those classes also. So, Walt Secure, what about next week? Anything neat going on? Well, tax day, for those that haven't filed yet, you got tomorrow. You got to get those taxes in, and then we got a slew of uh, data that we'll pay attention to, Bob, and and the trends and directions of where we're headed. Uh, We'll be back next Sunday with you, and, and we look forward to it. Walt Sakara of the AKW Group. Call him locally at 234-466-7476. Tell him you heard him on WNR Kent Akron. And don't forget about their Washington, Pennsylvania office with Sue Marshall there at 412-480-5090. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Callaway Golf Company, symbol E-L-Y. Chipotle Mexican Grill Inc., symbol C-M-G. The Walt Disney Company, symbol D-I-S. Facebook, Inc., symbol F-B. General Mills, Inc., symbol G-I-S. The Home Depot, Inc., symbol H-D. Hormel Foods Corporation, symbol H-R-L. Kimberly Clark Corporation, symbol K-M-B. Lowe's Company, Inc., symbol L-O-W. The Procter & Gamble Company, symbol P-G. Reynolds Consumer Products, Inc., symbol R-E-Y-N. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Uber Technologies Inc., symbol UBER. Whirlpool Corporation, symbol WHR. Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol YETI. Please note that Robert W. Baird Inc. Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.